This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with Eric Heft as we look ahead to Saturday's game between number six, Oklahoma State, and number 17, Iowa State. As always, the SciCast is presented by Authentic Brand. More than just your source for official Cyclone gear with an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Eric, this is a football game where both sides have a ton of experienced players running around out there on both sides of the ball. And as a result, I'm kind of expecting a really well-played game, a really high-quality game between two really good teams. But, you know, I think when you get veterans out there that have been through it before, you've got some potential to have a really well-played game. Well, I think so. I mean, you talk about (laughs) – returning players. I mean, Oklahoma State has five receivers who've caught touchdown passes against Iowa State. Uh, you know, obviously Chuba Hubbard, who's, who's had success, had some success last year. But, you know, I think the one uh, caveat with that is, you know, Iowa State's off a week. They're off two weeks. And I think the start of the game could could be interesting to see how, how sharp everybody is right from the get-go. But I, I highly recommend that Iowa State get off to a good start in this one. Yeah, and, and with that comes trying to find an offensive sink, and that might take a little while for each of these teams, I'm thinking, especially Oklahoma State is at a disadvantage there. With Sanders, he's only thrown two passes all season, and, and plus they haven't played in three weeks. So, I mean, I agree. I, I think it would be great if Iowa State could could jump out to an early lead in this game. Well, kind of we're playing catch-up all last year, you know, and it, it ended up biting Iowa State. At the end, Iowa State with three turnovers, you know, really, uh, really put Iowa State in a bad spot. Iowa State's got to come out and, and play a little bit better early. I've got to mention balance. They've got some good defensive numbers uh, in Oklahoma State, but they haven't really played a great offense or even a really good offense yet, in my opinion. So they'll be tested. But I think if, if you look back over the past few years, you know, Oklahoma State's defense was kind of suspect. And I think – I think last year that game against Iowa State was a turning point for their defense. And I think with all the experience they have back, the amount of speed, the athleticism, the things that they can do defensively, I mean, to me, that's that's the biggest change in this series is how how well their defense, how much their defense has improved. But we'll see how, how it starts out. But if Iowa State can find that balance, if they can run the football effectively, which they've been able to do so far, to me, that's the single biggest thing. And then Brock being on point, which I fully expect him to be. And he was last week. You know, he was he was really sharp, I thought, against Texas Tech, start to finish in that game. And uh, when Brock's playing like that and Brees is running the ball like he was running it, and the offensive line's doing their job, uh, that's, that's a pretty efficient offense. It is, you know. And I think you go back, uh, we've played three conference games. And take away one play by Brock, you know, the, the bad bad decision at TCU. Brock has really stepped up and played better each game, and he's played well each game. Uh, he had more numbers, you know, a couple of weeks ago against Texas Tech. You know, but he, he's really been trending in the right direction, getting on the same page with his receivers. Hutchinson emerging. 
And while Charlie Kohler's having a good year, I tell you what, Chase Allen, I think, has really made a, a huge difference for Iowa State in what he's been able to do from a receiving standpoint. Uh, I think he's become a real X factor for the Iowa State offense. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's something that's, uh, that's really exciting to see because the more options you have, the better. And, and Treak Milton's been out, and we don't know what his status will be for this week, but they missed that home run hitter, you know, and, and, and Tariq can be that guy for Iowa State. Xavier Hutchinson started to make some of those plays, but, you know, I, I think Landon Akers has certainly stepped in and done some nice things. Uh, sure. But really, th- there's more to come from these receivers, I think. Well, I think so, you know, and I think if you contrast the two offenses, you know, obviously I, I think Brock is a more polished quarterback in terms of being able to throw the football. Sanders can certainly run it. But the biggest difference between these two offenses is Iowa State is a team that's going to go down, drive the ball down the field to score. Oklahoma State has home run hitters all over the place, you know, whether it's Braden Johnson or Tylen Wallace or Chuba Hubbard. You know, Iowa State has a little bit of that in Brees Hall, but they don't have that typically that super speed guy, a home run hitter at the wide receiver spot. And I think that's one of the big differences right now. If Iowa State can eliminate their home run hitters, I think that's uh, that's huge. I think that's huge too, uh, no doubt. Let's talk a little bit about the offensive line because the way it lined up last year, last week, uh, was you know Red, Redshirt Senior in Sean Foster, a couple Redshirt Juniors in Schweiger and Newell, and then two Redshirt Freshmen in Simmons and Remsburg. And as you add back Ramos and Trevor Downing here eventually, whenever the case may be, and perhaps Grant Triber or Hufford or some of these other guys that are coming on. I think it's really exciting to think about the future of this offensive line because there's still a lot of young guys out there playing. And what's also, I think, maybe overlooked a little bit is just how important Colin Newell has been in all of this, just a really stabilizing force of the center position. Because when when the season started, Matt talked about just having those two foundational pieces and Downing and Newell to kind of build the offensive line around. Well, well, Downing has been out since week one, and Newell's been the one foundational piece to build around and he's done a rock solid job of doing that well and and him being at center uh i think that's just super important to have that experienced guy right there a guy who's really played really played solid football i think he's good mentally and physically he's doing a great job as well you know but you mentioned some of those young guys you know whether it be jake remsburg or joey ramos and obviously uh, uh simmons those guys have really stepped up and played well. And we haven't even mentioned Derek Schweiger, who's kind of come out of nowhere, I guess, to some of us, maybe not to the coaches. But it does bode well when you have four redshirt freshmen. And you could actually put uh, uh, Trevor Downing in that same class. They were all recruited the same year to have a, a recruiting class like that of athletic big guys I think uh, could go a really long way toward the future of Iowa State football because if you've got a really good offensive line, you know, Brock Purdy's not going to be here forever, but whoever's going to step in is going to, at some point, will be stepping in, hopefully, with a really solid foundation up in front of him. But I I like how those guys have played. I like their potential, and I like their present. I think they're doing a really good job right now. They'll be challenged Saturday for sure uh, against a much-improved Oklahoma State defense. Yeah, they will. And I, I guess as I list their years in school, I, I could, you could just freeze those years because they'll still have that same designation next year, which is even more exciting. See, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. 
people getting another year, how many people are going to want to stay around longer. That's kind of an X factor for every college football team in the country right now and going forward. Today's Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. You know, a couple of young guys that are, are really just doing a solid job for Iowa State right now are Anthony Johnson and Tavon Kyle, uh, a true junior, a redshirt sophomore. So they came in together. Kyle came in as a receiver. But those two guys, I think, have, have really given Iowa State solid play at the cornerback spot. And they will be tested Saturday. <laughs> yes, they will. Yes, they will. <laughs> to be sure. You know, and I think one of the things, I, I think they're both good tacklers, too. And you, you talk about corners, the first thing you think of is their ability to cover, ability to press when you want them to. But I, I think when, the way Iowa State's playing defense, uh, typically they're not pressing a lot. But those short passes, you got to keep them into short gains. We've seen it with you know, some of the real speedy teams in the country. That three-yard pass could be a 70-yard touchdown. And these guys have done a good job tackling, and that's going to be it's going to be critical for the entire back seven or eight, if you will, for Iowa State Saturday, is you know, take those short passes and make them short gains, make Oklahoma State drive down the field. But the corners, uh, I think, have played well. They need to up their game a little bit uh, come Saturday because they'll be challenged unlike they have been so far this season. Yeah, what we haven't seen from those two guys yet is, is them creating a turnover and – you know, if they can get some pressure on Spencer Sanders up front, maybe force him into a throw quicker than he wants to make it, into a tighter window than he wants to make it, maybe we'll see one of those guys come up with a pick on Saturday. Certainly uh, a possibility. But I think one of the big things, you know, you mentioned Spencer Sanders and how Iowa State decides to pressure him or not pressure him. Once again, make them dink and dunk rather than hit the home run. Uh, we don't know how much Spencer Sanders has improved from his freshman year to his sophomore year because he only played a few snaps in that opening game you think he might be rusty but we also don't know how much he's improved as a quarterback as a thrower in particular but I know if you try to pressure him too much and get out of your lanes he can hurt you with with his legs which is something you haven't seen on film from Oklahoma State this year because Illingworth really not a threat at all to run no I think that's big in this game because uh, you know last year Sanders had 10 rushes of 20 yards or more and so he's a guy that when a play breaks down, he can absolutely, has great speed, can turn it into a really positive play. And Iowa State's going to have to be controlled with a rush and, and maintain gap integrity and really be keeping an eye on this guy. I wonder if they'll spy on him a little bit. We've well, seen him do that some of the past. Well, I think certainly we'll get a better idea of how mobile he is, how recovered he is, and how much he wants to run. Uh, we may find that out fairly early in the game, but that could have a bearing. On, on you know what you do defensively as well, but I fully expect him to be healthy enough that he's going to try to make plays with his feet when it's available. Gear up for your next Cyclone game with Authentic Brand, a great Iowa company headquartered less than an hour from Ames in Perry, Iowa, making Cyclone apparel for men, women, and kids. It's the apparel I wear on game day. Find it at local retailers or order online at authentic-brand.com. Authentic Brand, look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. You mentioned uh, dink and dunk versus uh, home runs. Last year, they had to dink and dunk, but they turned into home runs <laughs> with a couple missed tackles. 
It was a couple short passes that, that turned into huge plays. And then Chuba Hubbard, who they really did a good job on most of the game, finally busted loose on a 65-yard run. Matt Campbell calls those guys erasers. We've heard Paul Rhodes use that term in the past, too. For guys that, you know, you, you feel like you got them in, in a pretty good spot, you're doing a good job, you're controlling them pretty well, and then, boom, they hit that home run play. And Oklahoma State has guys like that all over the field, offensively and defensively. Well, they do. You know, Braden Johnson, tremendous speed. You know, I know Tylen Wallace is a guy that they'll just throw the ball up to and have him go get it. Uh, he can outrun. He can outjump a lot of guys. But like I was talking about earlier, man, you've got to tackle on those dinks. You know, you, you can't allow – they had a couple of big big plays. They had 350-yard-plus touchdowns in the first half against Iowa State last year and ended up you know, in large part costing Iowa State the football game. Those were not home run plays, as you mentioned. They can certainly try to throw it that way, but you have to tackle. You have to – and that's one of the things I really thought when I – Rewatched the game the other day was I talked about it last week. Iowa State's defense was so connected against Texas Tech, and they have been for the most part most of the year. They're getting better, and boy, being connected, everybody being in their area where they're supposed to be controlling that that zone is going to be hugely important come Saturday. That's how you prevent uh, those those big plays. That and, and then making the play once you're there. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when it's supported by Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. So big picture, uh, looking at this game in the grand scheme. Now, Matt Campbell was uh, quick to warn early in the week at his uh, Tuesday press conference. Hey, uh, he didn't say this, but it was essentially what he talked about, that we're only a third of the way right. for the conference race. It's, it's pretty early to start having a parade if you win a game. You know, let's wait till November when they're truly meaningful in his words. But, but you know, this game will go a long way toward deciding who gets to Dallas. And Iowa State's certainly not eliminated from that conversation if they lose this game. But, boy, would they go a long way toward getting into that conversation if they win this game? Absolutely. I mean, I think Iowa State winning this game and, and just another big feather in their cap. Each team will control their own destiny, if you will, if that's possible, after Saturday. You know, because you'd have one loss, you know, and, and you win the rest of your games or, or maybe only lose one more and you've got a great chance of still being there at the end. You know, but I really believe that it's probably more important for Oklahoma State to win this game. Iowa State's played a more difficult schedule in league play so far. Plus, they played one more game. It would be more harmful, I think, for their title aspiration for Oklahoma State to lose than for Iowa State to lose. Having said that, yeah, there's a long way to go yet. And you can go down that schedule and say, oh, that's a win, that's a win, that's a loss. I mean, it doesn't really matter what we think. You have to play all those games and everybody in this league is capable. But that win, a win Saturday would put Iowa State, I think, maybe in the most advantageous position in the league if they can win. Well, the road team's won the last three. Let's just keep that trend going. I'm for it. Let's do that. <laughs> I think it's going to be a great football game. Special teams, we haven't talked about that. Uh, Iowa State's had a couple issues on special teams. They've had some good things on special teams, too. But you've got to make sure, you have to make sure that you are at least even in special teams and maybe win special teams to give you a leg up to what could be the tiebreaker in a game between these two teams. It's going to be a fun one, and we'll have it for you on the Cyclone Radio Network Saturday beginning at 1230 with uh, Brent Bloom and Ben Bruns. And we hope you can join us on the Cyclone Radio Network.
Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.